Welcome to another episode of the Grove Podcast. Today, our special guest is Pastor Kyler Smith. Kyler serves as our campus pastor at the Mallard Creek campus of Hickory Grove, and today we're going to learn everything we can about Pastor Kyler. Kyler, hmm. glad you're here, man. Man, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than right here doing a podcast with you, Gerald. Uh, I don't know that I believe mm. all of that, but that's I'm good. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> there you go. I believe you. I believe you. Well, man, tell me, give me some history, man. Tell me where you're from. Tell me kind of your, um, I guess, your early journey. Sure. Journey. That sounds good. Sounds real No, let me go refreshed. take you on a journey. There you go. Let's go. I'm on. not from North Carolina. Okay. I grew up in Oklahoma City. So I'm an Oki at heart. That's where my family lives to this day. Okay. I wasn't born there. I was actually born, of all places, in Sioux City, Iowa. Lived there a couple of years. Did you didn't know that? I did not know that. Well, it's really not a big part of my story. Uh-huh. I haven't been back. Uh I did live in Kansas City, Missouri for a while. Okay. I got a lot of roots back there. A lot of my extended family lives in Missouri, but Oklahoma is home. Uh, so I kind of got some twin love for the city of Kansas City and the city of Oklahoma City. Now, Kansas City, is that – okay, Kansas City, Missouri, because I've got family that lives <laughs> in Kansas City, Kansas. Nah, not the Kansas side. We are Missouri through and through. How, how does that – how do you have – I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All okay. I know is I'm from Missouri. Is the barbecue good there? The barbecue is amazing. Is it better than North Carolina barbecue? I hate to say this, but it's infinitely better. I don't really care for Carolina barbecue. Seriously? Isn't it like ketchup? They just put ketchup on mm-hmm. it or something No, like it is delicious sauce with Kansas City barbecue. This vinegar stuff is nasty. Mmm. Oh. You need to go. That, that, don't knock it till you try it, Gerald. Well, I don't know. That's kind of harsh words there. Mm, harsh no. words. Kansas City barbecue is second to none. All right, so your family it lives in Oklahoma City now. That's right. And you were kind of raised there in Oklahoma City. I was, yeah, so from kindergarten. The only thing I know about Oklahoma City is that some time ago there was this significant mm-hmm. deal there, the Kansas City, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma City bombing. That's right. Okay. Now, what year was that again? That Oklahoma City bombing was on April the 19th, 1995. I was in my senior year of high school. Where are you now? How, how old are you? <laughs> well, I hate to illuminate the generation gap here, but ah. Gerald, I was in Oklahoma City on the floor of my kindergarten classroom <laughs> when that bomb went off. I heard it, and as a young child, I thought all the doors of the school had slammed shut. That's what, how I processed that noise. Wow. Uh, my school was probably a 20-minute drive from the building. That's how loud that explosion was. Goodness. Scared us all to death. Oh, I bet. I bet. So, yes, wow. I hate to ma- admit that you and I are quite apart in age. We are. You are my token middle-aged friend. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. <laughs> so, all right, let's 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 get away from that. Okay, so Oklahoma City. Now, you grew up a – you're a Sooners fan. I'm a huge Oklahoma Sooners fan. Okay, so lately y'all have had pretty good seasons, mm, whatever. You know. We have for the last 20 years, but they never – No one really They cares. never bring it all the way home. No so. one really cares. Shut it. It's like they go really far, but then it's like they come up short, and it's like, well, it's... I mean, who do you root for? You know, that doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm a Tar Heel. You know, your coach, what's his name, Stoops? Bob Stoops? Not anymore. Well, but he used to be there. He was there. He had this weird pinky. You ever notice his pinky? It no, was, man, I was watching the game. What? But his pinky was, like, broken and, like, sticking out down the side. I, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Pinky's all out here like this. It was terrible. Terrible. So from then on, I was like, I don't like this coach. Well, He's got a weird pinky. I so. think that says more about you than it, does about <laughs> it probably does. It probably does. So if you're from that area, that means you like the Kansas City Chiefs. I am a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. I think the reason people don't know that is because I I do like college ball better mm-hmm. than professional football. Sure. 
But I will say, this past Sunday was a good day for me. It was nice. It was nice. It was a good day for me. You know, I was pulling for the Chiefs as well. Good. I like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's, you know, a great quarterback. Um, it was a great game to watch. Um, yeah, I didn't care for much else from the Super Bowl except the game. Yeah, you um, know, every time I watch the Super Bowl, I forget that you're supposed to watch the commercials. Right, right. So I tune out even while I'm watching that game and yeah. have to train myself to pay attention. The commercials weren't that good. As they, I wouldn't know. Like, I barely paid attention. Yeah, and, and the halftime show was... Um, I, didn't, I didn't see that either. Yeah, it's... Uh, I heard it was no good. It, it, it was no good. Typically, I like to watch the, half, the halftime show because it's it's a you know pretty big artist. And you kind of get to watch and, and see some things or whatever. But, like, who do you like? Well, like I like when Bruno Mars was on because he's... you know, he's, Do you know who I liked? Cher? <laughs> nah, I liked it when Bruce Springsteen did it. A few well, he's years the ago. boss. I mean, I like who doesn't boss. like the you know the boss? I do like the boss. Yeah. I must say that's 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 pretty cool. I, I respect that. So, so yeah, so you're still riding kind of high from Kansas City. That's right, dominating mm-hmm. at the uh, Super Bowl. That's pretty cool, man. So let's fast forward a little bit. Let's get to um, North Carolina family. Tell me what's going on with you. Uh, talk a little bit about Lauren. Sure. So it was in the spring of 2012, mm-hmm. I first got a phone call from a church I'd never heard of in a city I'd never been to, Hickory Grove Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, when I got that phone call, I thought it was a telemarketer, and I didn't call the church back for a week. I mean, that's, not, that's no joke. Yeah. And uh, long story short, we got in touch. Uh, the Lord called me out here, mm-hmm. and the first full day I was in Charlotte, I met... Lauren Aby, mm-hmm. uh, the woman who had become my wife. She was a member here, as were her the rest of her family. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started to date probably six months or so after we met. Mm-hmm. I had a few false starts. You know, I was interested in her, but I'm also a pastor of this church. Right. And so, you know, asking a girl out while being a pastor of a church is tantamount to proposing. So I had right. to I had to be careful. Like, what what if it didn't work out like that? I probably would not be employed here. Seriously. I don't know. You'd have to ask the pastor. Well, but that's he I loves mean, to take credit for this relationship, by the way. And, and I'm going on record, so all of you <laughs> out here in this podcast universe, he had nothing to do with me getting together with my bride. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. But during those six months or so before we started dating, I remember one time being in a social setting where I heard Lauren say that she doesn't care for old souls. Which, if you know me, that was a dagger straight to my heart because I came to Hickory Grove, I think, at age 23, but Mm -hmm. I was going on age 63. I'm an old soul at heart, and uh, I really thought that this was not going to be—I was thinking this wasn't meant to be. And uh, thanks be to the Lord, somehow, some way, she decided to date me. And we dated for, I believe it was nine months. Mm -hmm. We're engaged for five months or so the whole time here at Hickory Grove. So I had— Every conversation throughout that dating and engagement period, uh, every conversation I had with any of you members of this church was 100% about marriage advice. Mm. Uh, mm. And thanks be to the Lord, we got married here. It was a wonderful wedding actually here at North Campus. The pastor did it. It's a great memory. So I mean it when I say Lauren and I love Hickory Grove Baptist mm. Church. It's home for us. Yeah. Uh, our whole story is this church. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we really don't have any other major commonality but mm. Hickory Grove. Yeah. There's no other background that uh, collided. Lauren was from Florida. I was from Oklahoma. We didn't know each other. We had no uh, paths crossed until yeah. we came to this church, and so we're grateful 
In fact, this month marks uh, six years of marriage six for us. Six years. Did we live six years ago? Good you played night. at my wedding. I did. You did I a good did. job. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Mm, I appreciate you know, that. Yeah. I look out for you. Man, six years. I cannot believe. So, okay, so let's yeah, talk Yeah, you should have been there when the pastor did our premarital counseling. That you was know, an experience. You know, I, I have heard stories, but I don't want to... I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. You know, it was just, ask me about it sometime. It was an experience. Uh, oh, gosh. We're going to have to do a lot of editing uh-huh, on, this, uh, maybe. on this episode. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Okay, so tell me about tell me about Eliza. Mm, the Lord uh, was very kind mm, in absolutely. giving us our baby girl, yeah. Eliza Jane. Uh, she was born in August of 2018. Mm-hmm. My wife and I prayed for her for a long time. And uh, after, I don't know, four years or so of marriage, the Lord gave her to us. And we love being a parent. Yeah. I feel like I need to apologize because I had been a children's pastor for over a decade before the Lord gave us Eliza. And part of that ministry was me giving parent <laughs> advice. And I just apologize. I take everything back. I clearly have no clue what I'm doing (laughs) this last year and a half or so. It has been one humbling but joyful. I look forward every single night to go home to Mm. my wonderful wife and my precious Mm -hmm. baby girl. It's great. It's great. It's great being a dad. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still trying to get her to smile at me just when she sees me. You know, Gerald, she is a good judge of character. Oh, And she's not terribly wild about you, but she loves... Your daughter. That's right. In fact, That's right. I think she likes Josie more than she likes her own dad. <laughs> so well, it says something about your parenting. She you likes go. one of your there you offspring. There you go. Yeah, so typically when I when I see her, I try to engage with her. Lauren has to kind of, hey, just uh-huh. smile for him so we can, mm-hmm. you know, hurry up and walk away. Uh, you know, so like be, I said, you know. she she's a good judge of character. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, so, okay, let's, uh, let's, talk, about, let's talk about school. What, tell me where you went to college. So I went to John Brown University in Northwest Arkansas. Okay. It is uh, it's a non-denominational, evangelical, small liberal arts college. Uh, the reason I went there was because that was the school that gave me the most scholarship money, mm. and that was a clear sign from the Lord that this was His will, that matters. at least in my parents' eyes. That matters. And so I went there, and of course, you always look back and you can revel in how God's providence worked itself out in your life in ways that you would not have planned. I would never change anything about it. The four years I spent at John Brown University where I was studying to be a pastor, uh, they were wonderful, challenging years. Mm -hmm. They were wonderful insofar as I made tremendous friends. I was plugged into a church that I love to this day. In fact, I was just texting with the pastor of that church today. Mm -hmm. I loved the church that I belonged to in Northwest Arkansas. And I loved all the brothers that I was in the Bible department with. Mm-hmm. The challenging part of that season was the school. The school's Bible department was not as theologically conservative as I thought it to be. And, and what I mean by conservative is theological conservatism means you take the Bible seriously. You actually believe every word in it is true. And those who don't see every word of the Bible to be true, you would typically define as a theological liberal. So Mm -hmm. don't hear politics in that. It's just words we use to describe how you view the Bible. Well, it forced me over those years to really wrestle with what I believe. And so Mm -hmm. I was learning that perspective while solidifying my own under a wonderful pastor and church in the town. So John Brown, that was four years or five years. I was four years in school, spent five years there because the Lord actually, I'm probably preempting you here, but the Lord called me to be a pastor Mm -hmm. while I was there. Uh, unusually young, I got called to be a pastor at that church when I was 19, uh, going on 20. So when I look back at my years at John Brown, I think more about 
my years as a pastor mm-hmm. there, honestly, than I do even of being a student there, but they, they overlapped. Mm-hmm. Do you think pastor started saying John Brown all the time because <laughs> you went to school there? Something tells me that I have nothing to do Because you know you that get that all the time. His, well, John Brown. Oh, John Brown. <laughs> yeah, I have something. Something tells me that that goes deep with him. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Okay. So, all right, so from John Brown... Uh, give us the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I finished my education there. Mm-hmm. I was a full-time pastor there. In fact, I became a pastor my sophomore year full-time. So mm-hmm. I was doing full-time ministry and full-time school. It was an interesting season of my life, but I wasn't married, so I just stayed up late every single night yeah. working. And when I graduated, I uh, enrolled at Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. but I did it long distance. And so I started my Master of Divinity degree while serving at that church. That church was called Harvard Avenue Baptist Church. It's actually got a new name now. It's called Covenant Church in Siloam Springs, Arkansas. And started my Master of Divinity degree there. And it was while I was doing that degree, probably a year or so into it, when I got that phone call from Hickory Grove. Mm -hmm. And the Lord pulled me uh, from Northwest Arkansas to Charlotte, North Carolina, after serving in that city for five years. Mm -hmm. And then I finished my Master of Divinity while here at Hickory Grove. And then, being the glutton for punishment I am, I uh, instantly applied for a Ph.D. program right after I graduated. Much to my wife's, uh, I think it's charitable to say her consternation. Mm. She was wondering why on earth I was doing it that quickly. But, you know, momentum gets going. You don't want to slow it or stop it. And uh, so I began a Ph.D. program immediately after graduating from Mm. Southern. And I did my program at... Midwestern Seminary, Mm -hmm. which is in Kansas City, Missouri. One of the main reasons I chose that institution was because I have a bunch of family that lives in Kansas City who I get to go stay with every time I'm out there. Mm -hmm. So hard to believe I've been doing that program now for five years. I mean, can you believe that? It was five years ago that I started this, and I am anxiously awaiting being done. Lord willing, it will be within the next couple months. I kind of had a plan on getting it done last Mm -hmm. year, but, you know— new job and everything else that's transpired in this past year kind of threw all my plans out. So I'm yeah. trying to catch back up right now. Yeah. Now let's talk about that new role. Mm-hmm. So you came to Hickory Grove. Um, I mean, I remember coming to, was it Cracker Barrel? Yep. I came to Cracker Barrel. Our relationship began at the Concord Mills Cracker Barrel. That's right. I came to meet it's the beginning you. of greatness. And my thought was, this, this kid, I mean, he's a kid. I was 23. a kid. I was 23. And you, I mean, man, you look like a kid. Yeah. No, that is not true. You look like a kid. You're, you're just saying that. No, 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 no. I was thinking. Man, I've always looked young. old. In fact, no, I turned 24 I quickly you thereafter. Act old, Shut but you it. look young. You look young. Well, actually, why am I disagreeing with you? I should I say yeah, thank you. For I mean, this. I'm like, I don't understand why you're disagreeing with me. On <laughs> My this. first year here, a very kind gentleman in the lobby was asking me how old I was. Mm-hmm. And I said, guess. Now, I was 24 at the time, and he guessed. Genuinely, he guessed 42. He, he reversed the that digits. Hurts. That hurts a little you bit. You know, I don't, it doesn't really hurt. I Most mean, of my friends, whenever it's my birthday, they text me and say, Happy birthday, Kyler. You're one year closer to the age you actually look. Oh, gosh. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, because yeah, I'm, I'm 43, but I look like I'm like 23. 53. Oh, gosh, whatever. You know what, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so you were talking about uh, transitioning to a new role at yeah. Hickory Grove. Let's talk about that. So you came as children's pastor, uh-huh. and then over the course of, golly, what, six I or was, seven years? Yeah, seven and a half. Se- okay. I was, this I year's off. eight years for me at the okay. church. All right. So um, you transitioned last, was it last May? It was last May. 
into the campus pastor role. Now yeah. that's it. Just seems like two total opposite ends of the it spectrum. It is. You know? Yeah, and you know what's interesting? I never in a million years thought I'd be a children's pastor. Yeah. Never dreamed about it. Never aspired to it. Really didn't even know it was a category. Uh, the church I was raised at in Oklahoma City, terrific church. Man, I thank the Lord for that church and the impact it had on my life. Heritage Baptist Church in Northwest Oklahoma City. Well, that church and the student ministry I was raised in, uh, one part of their discipleship strategy was most of the students, to one degree or another, if they were spiritually mature, were involved in investing or discipling the next generation, which Mm -hmm. meant teenagers invested in children. So some of that was kind of ingrained in me. But at the end of the day, I always thought Vacation Bible School and everything else that comes with kids ministry was really something that, you know, a creative person, typically a female, Mm -hmm. would do. Uh, never really saw myself doing it. When the Lord called me to be a pastor, which he did when I was 15 or 16 years old, what that meant for me was I was called to preach the word. Mm -hmm. So when I say I was called to pastoral ministry, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I felt a unique call as a teenager to proclaim God's word to God's people. And when I went to Northwest Arkansas and started serving at that local church, I met with all the pastors and I wanted to serve voluntarily wherever I could be of use. And I assumed, like most seminarians do, that that meant that I was going to serve in student ministry. Mm -hmm. Well, I made a statement that forever changed my life. While at that lunch, I said, wherever there's a need, let me know and I'll serve. Mm -hmm. And when I said that, the children's pastor's eyes got real big. And he goes, man, we could use a strong, solid male presence in the children's ministry. Mm -hmm. And I remember kind of taking a deep breath and thinking, well, that doesn't sound like it's really up in my wheelhouse, but I'll, I'll do it. Sure. I'll serve wherever I'm needed. And I discovered pretty quickly uh, thereafter that one of the gifts God had given me that I didn't know was that when I teach, children understand, which teaching children is not easy. It really is pretty difficult to keep them engaged. You know, mm-hmm. when you're preaching to adults, if you guys get bored with me, you still look at me and smile and you're pretty pleasant. With children, when I'm teaching, if they get bored with me, they start crawling under the chairs. <laughs> So the Lord gave me some really early experience to try to keep people uh, engaged. So I started serving there. That children's pastor moved to another church, and I was utterly and completely shocked when at 19, going on 20, the pastor of that church Mm -hmm. asked me to be the children's pastor. And I remember, to my shame, I remember almost being ashamed to accept because I thought, man, that's just not for me. I Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd do that. But I started to do it, and I would do it 10 lives over if Mm -hmm. I could. In fact, I would encourage most men who are aspiring to ministry to give children's ministry a shot Mm. because it really proved to be the ideal training ground, at least for me, when it came to developing as a pastor. Well, the reason I tell you all that is to say I never thought children's ministry was really my wheelhouse. It was just God's grace that he used me in spite Mm -hmm. of me for about 13 years or so Mm -hmm. as a children's pastor. Well, then Uh, when the opportunity arose for me to succeed the previous campus pastor as the campus pastor here at Hickory Groves Mallet Creek Campus, uh, that was far more in alignment in my judgment Mm -hmm. with the way the Lord's wired me and called me. And so it was just a natural fit, so much so that these last eight months, they've been crazy, largely because I was doing that role and my previous children's pastor Mm -hmm. role. But they have been wonderful months. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gerald, I'm telling you, I can count on one hand how many bad days I've had, mm-hmm. and most of those bad days have been because of you. Oh, what? what, what? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's all lies, right? Genuinely, there. it's been nothing but wonderful. Yeah, good. I mean, it has been a, 
it's been a true blessing where I look forward every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night to come to this church mm-hmm. and to serve it for as long as the Lord would have mm-hmm. my wife and I be here and serve and love the people of Hickory Grove. It's been a delight. I, I don't I don't like that last statement, though. I mean, you mean for the rest of your life. Right. I mean, for right, as right. long as the Lord would have, which could be till death do we part. There you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, good. I'm sure our people like that. Yeah, too, good, good. So. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have, um, and we've worked together for a long time. That's right. We've done... VBS together. We've done Awana every week together. Yeah, go look at Facebook. There's plenty of photos from Marianne Lemoyne of you and I <laughs> yeah. looking ridiculous. That is very true. <laughs> and you have this unbelievable, like it's it's almost weird. You have this weird ability to teach kids um, and hold their attention for a long time hmm. and also be able to turn around and communicate to adults in such a way. You know, like, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. before about when you teach, you got to take really – um, big hard concepts or ideas or thoughts or whatever and make them understandable for people yeah that's what teaching is like math for instance sure. algebra a good algebra teacher will help you to understand what it is you're doing sure, right yeah. and you have that unique ability to be able to do that to be able to communicate large theological um, ideas and and and, uh, and thoughts topics whatever and break them down for people to where they can understand and really apply it in their lives that's one of the things that I think is so um, unique and mm. cool and fresh about you. Um, that you, you just have say I'm fresh. Fresh, Gerald. You've you never know. said that about me before. You fresh, man. You fresh. Man. So that beard looks fresh. <laughs> Everything's fresh, man. My wife would rather me get rid of the beard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. I can't help you there. Yeah. But you just have that ability, and it's really, it's really neat. You know, um, you've had an impact on me. I remember coming to your office and talking about <laughs> <laughs> asking questions. Do you really want to? D- no, no, no. But um, let's just say we've had a great relationship. We've had a great relationship. Yeah. You, you have. Um, You've you, taught me. I've taught you. I don't know how much I've taught you, <laughs> but maybe I taught you the freshness. Yeah. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you have a great mind and yet you make you make things easy for, for people to learn. And that's man, that's uh, God uses that in tremendous, tremendous ways. And so, um, yeah. So that's really cool. But you've impacted my life personally. You've impacted my family. My children have come through your ministry. And uh, it's just man, it's just neat yeah. to see their love for God's word. Um, started when they were children. I mean, young children, and that was under your your care. So yeah, it's well, just so y'all know, I paid Gerald to say all no, these nice no, things I, about man, me. No, man, I would say this if it was someone else sitting here. Man, well, I not about them, it. but about you. You know. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, thanks. So, uh, man, I, I I believe all that. So we're we're in a really unique situation here, um, and I, I believe it's a complete blessing to have you. You know, a part of our church, and um, it's and been different. One of our pastors. These yeah. last eight months have been different. Yeah. But they've been wonderfully different. Genuinely, they have been a really good change of pace for mm-hmm. me. Uh, so. I thank the Lord for yeah. these last eight months and looking forward to many, many, many more yeah. to come. Now, one of the things that we, we've done a little bit differently, mm-hmm. and, and I wanted you to talk about this specifically because it's starting this coming Sunday, is sure. Discover HG. That's right. So what, what we used to do with Discover HG, well, why don't you just give us yeah. an idea of what we used to do and what we do now and why we do Discover HG. What is it? What, yeah. You know, give us I mean, the it's whole been so thing. long since we've not done this that I bet most folks have trouble even recalling. Uh, but one thing we started probably eight years ago or so was we wanted to start tangibly taking more seriously church membership. Now, here's why. When we talk about joining a local church, we want you to use the language that you belong to this church. This isn't just an arbitrary decision. In other words, your membership at a local church, your decision to join a church should include factors far more than just is the preaching good right. and is the music good. Mm-hmm. Now, those are important things. I don't mean to make light of those. 
But that's not all the church is. Sure. If that's all the church is for you, that's a fairly consumeristic mm-hmm. mentality. That's right. And so what we did is we started to put into writing and into a curriculum uh, a class. It's a short class. It's four weeks long that helps explain who we are as a church, what we believe uh, as a church, why we exist as a church, and then what we actually do specifically here at Hickory Grove. So if you come to this class, we call it Discover HG. We offer it roughly four times a year or so. It's only four uh, weeks long. It meets during our Sunday school hour. But it, but it used to be it like did. Now that's true. Seven or eight weeks. Yeah. And we only did it once or twice a year, twice we, a year maybe, something like that. Well, two that or right? three times a year okay. we used to do it. It did used to be longer, and we've shortened it for a few reasons. One of the reasons was just to make it a little bit more streamlined, mm-hmm. and then another reason was to encourage people to not be away from a Sunday school class unnecessarily long. Mm-hmm. So we made that change this past fall. Well, at any rate, this class is taught by all the pastors. You're in there. Mm-hmm. I'm in there. Really, all of us go in there. And the class culminates with a lunch or a dinner with the pastors. Mm-hmm. And that just involves uh, Clinton, Connie Presley, as well as all of us and our wives sitting down with all the new members and speaking from our hearts about just how seriously we take this church mm-hmm. and how seriously we take membership in this church. Right. In other words, if you're, you're joining this local family of faith, we're with godly expectation, we are expecting that you would come and be an integral part of this church. Mm. You're not just attending, you're belonging. Mm. You're not just coming to church, you're serving this church actively. And so this course has really helped us map out what does it look like? Why do we believe what we believe? What do we do specifically uh, at this particular church? And uh, we have for the last eight years received nothing but really encouraging responses Mm -hmm. from the countless hundreds of folks that Mm -hmm. have come through the class who have said they thank the Lord that they were able to go through that filter before coming into the body of Christ here at Hickory Grove. Now, it's not just for new people who just started coming to our church. We've had a lot of people who've been here for years decide, you know what, it might be a good idea for us to kind of go through this and see what it's about. You know, that's true. We do offer the class for anybody. So if you've been coming to Hickory Grove for a long time, we're fine. If you'd like to come Mm in, uh, maybe it's been so long since you've joined the church, you'd love to get a refresher on what exactly we're about. You're welcome to come anytime. Mm -hmm. You can show up at the door. Our class actually starts this Sunday, which is February the 9th. It'll go for four weeks, and then we'll offer our next go-around. I believe it's on Sunday, April the 23rd, or something right around there. That'll be our next Mm go-around, and then we'll offer a couple more in the fall. That's great. So the uh, the dinner with pastor or the lunch with pastor is always fun, too, because mm-hmm. we get Pastor Clint. Uh, Connie's there, and it's just neat to be able to hear him just kind of share his heart. And he goes off off the cuff a lot <laughs> in those in those settings. You know, he can kind of loosen he's that top a bit. He's at his best when he's off the cuff. Best. And he is he's funny. He's actually really funny. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but a lot of times he, you know, does that whole, you know, He serious. is the classic case. Of somebody who is constantly holding back yes. half the jokes in his head. Right. He could be a stand-up comedian <laughs> if he wanted to. He is stinking hilarious. The problem is we're going to be the things he talk about. Yeah, right? we're typically you know. the butt of all of his jokes. Right, right, right. <laughs> so Discover HG this coming Sunday, February 9th, um, will kick off. Um, now there's a there's lots of things happening. Th- I mean, this coming Sunday there's a there's a, a lot, lot going. <laughs> there's a lot happening. That's right. So at our Mallard Creek campus, we're going to be recognizing Clinton Connie Presley mm-hmm. for ten years, a full decade of service yeah. here at the church. They came to, uh, back to Hickory Grove ten years ago, and we celebrated them this past Sunday mm-hmm. at our Harris campus. Mm-hmm. And this Sunday they'll be here all day, where we'll celebrate them at our Mallard Creek campus. So we got that going in the morning. 
that evening we're going to have our parent conference That's where right. I think the pastor just mentioned on the pad- podcast recently That's that right. we'll have uh, Dr. Don Whitney, mm-hmm. who's from Southern Seminary, come in. So it's going to be a full morning between celebrating the Presleys, uh, a new member c- uh, class beginning, and then having a parent conference at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We'll go home tired this yeah, Sunday. We will, definitely, definitely. Um, one last thing. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about now, you being the campus pastor mm-hmm. at the Mountain Creek campus. Let's talk about the school sure. that's coming here. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. We've already talked with uh, Dr. Questenberry and Pastor okay. Clint about it, so I'd just love to hear your heart on it and how uh, the church can, you know, be in prayer or even support or bring their bring their kids. Sure, to yeah. Here. You know, Hickory Grove Christian School. I'm, I guess as you guys have probably already talked, was founded about 25 years ago mm-hmm. at our Harris campus, and after 25 years of tremendous ministry mm-hmm. down there at Harris, it's coming up to North, and it's not leaving Harris. It's mm-hmm. going to stay there, but they're planting an additional elementary school up here, which is just right for so many reasons. Right. We've got a facility that is well suited geographically we're well suited and then they're going to add a new flavor of education with this Mm -hmm. classical model which will just complement everything that's been going on at that uh, Mm -hmm. school for the last several years I for one am particularly grateful and I I think there's a few reasons in my story that make me especially grateful for this school I was actually raised in a Christian school myself in Oklahoma City it was a great school actually just had the privilege to go preach at it uh, a few weeks ago I love that school and thank the Lord for it Mm -hmm. but there is something uniquely special about Hickory Grove Christian School. Mm-hmm. For one, it is led by a godly, godly man. That's right. Jimmy Questenberry, he's my hero. Jimmy is a tremendous leader of that school, mm-hmm. just a man of the Lord. I thank the Lord for him. And under his leadership, he has really uh, led this school to be gospel-centered, not just in word only, mm-hmm. but genuinely indeed. This is a school where the Bible and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ saturates all of it. And it just makes sense that we take that tremendous product of education Mm -hmm. that the Lord has afforded us uh, down at Harris and bring it up here to Mallard Creek. Mm -hmm. Now, it will, of course, mean a few changes up at this campus, but they're all going to be wonderful changes. I mean, this is we got the building. Let's be good stewards of it and use it. I can't wait to see our halls and classrooms filled with children who are learning God's word and are learning all the things they need to know Mm -hmm. as uh, the Lord uses them in their lives. So I, for one, am very excited about it. And we'll play a part as far as like chapels and some teaching and stuff like that. You know, I'll be able to be there and lead worship at the different chapels and stuff like that. That's right. We're going to have the Mallard Creek Chapel. That's going to be a lot of fun, man. Mm -hmm. We somehow continue doing children's ministry together. Mm, It's a a dream team, man. There you go. We're never going to part. Well, Kyler, today's been awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming in. You have a brilliant mind and yet a pastor's heart and all of that put together, man. It's just, uh, it's good. It's good for our church. It's good for people. And we thank the Lord for you, man. So You know what, Gerald? I appreciate that. Hey, there you go. I'm fairly partial to you myself. There you go. I appreciate that. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Grove Podcast.